Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My next guest is on the show to talk about his new book, Transformed. He takes us back to stories from his childhood, from living as Nigerian royalty to losing his father early in life, being stripped financial of everything by the Nigerian government to traveling the unlikely path from drug dealer to Navy SEAL. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation the author of Transform, Remy Adeleke. Hey, hey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, first of all, I got your name right. Thank my. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, sir. You, did. <laughs> so, you, you want know, a good start? <laughs> absolutely. Let's go give yourself a little credit. I was, I was up all night thinking about that name, sir. That's yeah, I, I, I trust you. I get it all the time. I've heard it all kinds of ways. So oh, you are spot on, my brother. Well, you know, I said double check, double check. Make sure he's right. Make sure he's right. Because I respect. Because my name is Rashad. People get it wrong, and I think that's part of the process of building your brand. Is people say your yes, name sir. correctly. When you're walking in the room and sometimes strangers come up and say your name correctly, then you know you're on the right track. Then you exactly. know you're on the right yes, track. Sir. That's when you know you're moving up in the world. <laughs> well, my friend, you have an interesting world. Like I said off before I brought you up, is about 
being a, a member of uh, the Navy SEAL, uh, will you always be a member when you even leave the military? Are you still considered a member of the Navy SEAL? In our community, once a SEAL, always a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of never leaves you. It's always a part of you, and it's, it's, we, we, we call it the brotherhood. So it kind of never ends. Yeah. And so a couple of, there's a series of questions. We've got two breaks, and I want to just slow it yes, down sir. to talk about it because uh, one of the lines I want to start out initially, you said, how, how Jesus transformed your life. You know, so religion Amen. played a major role in you. I want to start the interview out with that because faith is important. Otherwise, I wouldn't even bring that part of the conversation up. So how did, uh, yes. how did faith play such a strong role in your life, and what part did it become a significant player in your life? Uh, you know, early on from, from, you know, from adolescence to high school to, co- to college, not college years, but, you know, early 20s to mid-20s, I had no faith background. I, I would fluctuate between atheism and agnosticism growing up uh, in the Bronx. My mom would take me to a Baptist church, and, I, and personally, as a young kid, I, I saw a lot of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what really kept me away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward, my brother, he had became a Christian uh, in his early 20s, and he would he would always tell me, Remy, when you hit rock bottom, just remember, cry out to Jesus. When you try <laughs> everything and nothing's worked, cry out to Jesus. And at 26, I kind of, you know, I, I hit rock bottom. They were, they were, you know, going to detail in my book, but, you know, I was struggling with it. I had it all on the outside. I was a Navy SEAL. I had girlfriends all over the place. Mm-hmm. I had money. I had a beautiful place in San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, I, I just, I, I was empty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was battling with depression. I was battling went through a bad breakup, battling with guilt from decisions that I made. And mm-hmm. I just I just cried out like my brother told me to. I said, let me try this Jesus out. And, mm-hmm. and I did. And, and that's what was the X factor for me. And that's what changed my life and transformed me ultimately into into uh, the man I am today. And what, what type of man is that, Remy? Uh, well, well, one, a man of... Uh, a man of faith, a man who who puts Christ first in uh, in everything I do, and what I mean by that in my decision making, yes, um, as it relates to to my businesses, and my decision making as it relates to my, me being a husband and and honoring my wife, and uh, and being being a father and honoring my kids and and leading by example, uh, you know, and just just in everything that I do. Cool. I'm on the phone with uh, and speaking to Remy Adeleke, uh, his new book mm-hmm. Transform. It's the personal journey that he took from the streets of the Bronx to become a Navy SEAL, actor, entrepreneur, writer, husband, and father. Now, when we, when we talk about this journey uh, in your book, Transformed, what was the purpose of writing that book? You know, because there's a lot of layers in that book. And actually, yeah. you could like stay on one part and I just been, you could, you could, the Navy SEAL was a whole book. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole getting out of the hood is a whole book. Yeah. You know, the yeah. educational factor, the, the, the relationship with your wife, that's, it, you know, it's so many different chapters, but you managed to put it all in this book. Why? Yeah. Well, you know, for years, people who had heard my story, just, just the African part of my story, going from royalty and riches in Africa to being stripped of everything and, and then moving to the Bronx and being poor and, and that's living in that street life, people who just heard that part of my story would tell me, Brother, you need to write a book. Your story is inspiring. It can inspire people. Mm-hmm. And for years, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Because being a Navy SEAL, there's a stigma attached to SEALs who write books. And that's, you know, you kind of break the code. Mm-hmm. And I never, you know, I had a great reputation in the SEAL teams. I did seven and a half years um, and the 13 years overall in all of the military. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, want to, you know, hurt my, my, my reputation. And so I avoided that until I went on a Today Show 
Uh, I was I was in a movie called Transformers, and I was in it enough to be part of the press tour. And uh, <laughs> I went on a today went on a Today Show, and after everyone went backstage, Kathy Gifford said to me, "You know, you, your, your story is just too inspiring, Remy. You need to write a book." Mm-hmm. And I told her no, and she and I told her why, and she said, "That's foolish. I know your heart. I know your your heart would be to write a book in a way to inspire positive transformation in people." And when she said that to me, that's when a switch went off in my head. And that's when I said, okay, I need to do this because I know it won't be about me beating my chest and say, hey, look at me, I'm a Navy SEAL on this. I know it would be for me to inspire people to reach for their dreams, reach for their goals, despite the the, the odds that they may be facing or the deficiencies that they may have as, as it relates to their dreams. Now, you know, you mentioned the movie, The Transformers, last night. That was the movie mm-hmm. you played in. And you've, you've, you've started to carve out an acting career. Was that the goal, yeah. or that's just one of the many blessings that by having strong faith and being uh, being purposely driven, I consider that type of personality that I took away from the book. You're a focused person. Yeah. You know, you you plan. You're 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 a man of plan and a man of action. That uh, that's kind you know, absolutely. You know, for me, I wasn't chasing. It wasn't part of my plan to be. I was actually in grad school getting my master's when I received the phone call. <laughs> my plan was to get my education and go into full time consulting. Uh, as a business consultant. And I was, you know, writing papers and my phone rang. On the other end of the line was a woman who worked with the director, Michael Bain. She asked me what I'm doing tomorrow, and I said, I'm writing papers. She said, come down to the movie. She said, I got a movie for you to be in. So that's kind of how my, my film and TV okay, and no, Okay, okay, Remy, Remy, slow that down. Now, how did you get into a major movie? Come on, back back that up now. You, you missed some steps there. You were minding your own business at Burger King. <laughs> at my computer desk at the University of Tulsa, West Virginia. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah, was, you know, this lady, she Michael Bay. He likes to he likes to use real Navy SEALs right. in, in some of his films. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's not that many African American. As a matter of fact, there's less per, than one percent mm-hmm. of, uh, of of the special operations community is African American. I was around the 50th Navy SEAL in the history of the SEAL teams, and his SEAL teams was created in 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But you, but you were talking though. What do you mean? In the movie, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's what I'm saying though. See, see, they call you on the phone. They, they call you on the phone, right? See, yeah. this ain't no extra now. I'm just letting everybody. Yeah. This is not an extra now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he's talking. Well, I started in the movie. out of extra. To be honest, I started out of extra because okay. it was just supposed to be one day, <laughs> and then um, after two weeks later, they called me back and they said, "Fight Bay likes your look, and he likes you that you could take direction." So right. they, they kept me on for three weeks, right. and then and that's and at the end of the third week, that's when I started getting lined, uh-huh. and that's when production approached me and said, "Hey, they wants to bump you to a principal role, uh-huh. and for you to and stay on the film." And I stayed on the film until we wrapped in December. So that, so I was supposed to start out of action, but then I got I got upgraded. <laughs> let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this because see, this is uh-huh. what I talk about. People fear. They fear opportunity. Uh-huh. They question themselves. You know, because yeah. opportunity comes uh, a person's way on a regular basis. But a lot of people yeah, yeah. say they're, they're, they're say they're not capable of it, or that's not my time, or it's not. I don't feel I'm educated enough. That's not my my game plan. You 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 give me a little crack in the dough, I'm in, because because yeah, I'm always preparing myself every day for an opportunity. So, Amen. so you got this phone call, you went mm-hmm. down there, you're an extra. What were you doing yeah. that was like making you stand out? You know, were you friendly on set? 
Were you cooperative? You just let people know how do you get bumped up because this applies to everyday jobs too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a great question. I think, you know, going back, I think the SEAL teams prepared me for that opportunity big time because in the SEAL teams, you got to be able to take orders and not question those orders. <laughs> and you got to you trust that direction. And <laughs> right. when I went on set, you know, one, I just, I, one, I kept my mouth shut. I wasn't that guy walking around set like, hey, I'm a SEAL, I'm this, I'm that, trying to be buddy-buddy with anybody. I right. just stayed mm-hmm. in my corner. <laughs> and when I was told to go on set and when I was told to do, when by Michael Bay told me to move a certain way, I just did it. And after I did it, I didn't try and make friends. I walked back to my corner, and I kept my mouth shut. And I, and I think that's what did it, you know. And, and I saw other people who would be on set, and, and they're trying to have conversations with the DP and the director and this and that, and, you know, trying to hand out business cards. And, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, it was easy because I didn't want to be an actor. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I wasn't out there trying to impress anybody. I was just there because I was asked to be there. So because I didn't have that, oh, I need to, this this is my big break. I need to, because that fear or that, that, that anxiety wasn't there. I just did what I was supposed to do. And I think that that's, I think that that was recognized. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what led to the to the opportunity after that, the, the bigger opportunity. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Uh, because I've always, I want to pull that out of you because uh, because I can, yeah, yeah. so many people can apply that to everyday life, everyday jobs. Because I've applied that same Absolutely. principle, you know. And the thing about yes, it is sir. that, but you look the part, though. Come on, Remy. When you put yeah, on that yeah, uniform, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you put on that part. uniform, yeah, you know, <laughs> you look no, like you could do some damage. Right. I was I was prepared physically. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, after I got out the military, I didn't just, I, I, I was still hitting the gym like I was still in the field. There you, you go. Know, I was still trying to keep it together. There you go. So, so and I always tell people, people my, my wife sometimes, I always tell her that, you know, certain things, uh, whether I got lose weight or I change clothes or I change a look, I said, something's about to happen in my life. I'm just preparing for that. I can't tell you what's going to happen. I know, because I, first of all, I always keep a positive outlook. And when you read his book, Transform, you'll see, despite all the obstacles in his life, he keeps an uplifting mm-hmm. approach, even though when he knows he's made a mistake, he's a quick thinker. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he got when, when he got busted going down to San Diego when he didn't think they were gonna page him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and went down yeah. there hour and a half drive later. Yeah, the, uh, he paged me, my God! But we're gonna be back yeah. to talk more about this book. I got another break because I really want to break down that Navy SEAL uh, experience of how you got there because you overcame a lot of uh, flaws, physical yes, flaws sir. like swimming that he couldn't do. That he was yeah. able to come through it. And guess what? He had to go through Hell Week twice. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so we'll be back with more of my man. Uh, his book is Transformed. His name is Remy Adeleke. Money Making Conversations. You hear it all. That's what we do here. Give you information. We try to share advice that will label you to win in your personal and your professional life. And when you do that, guess what? You got it from me, Rashawn McDonald. You know, after ending a successful naval career in 2016, he was led to pursue a career in acting, writing, speaking, and including an appearance in the 2017 blockbuster when he went from sideline extra to a speaking role, Transformers The Last Night, and served as lead technical advisor on Netflix's upcoming motion picture, Six Underground. At every turn, Remy found a way to overcome the odds, even when it didn't make sense. His story is inspiring and uh if you're fan club members, I have over 230,000 fans. I'm actually sending out his book as part of uh, uh, my newsletter today. It's going out this, this morning. They didn't try to drive traffic to Amazon.com to buy this book. It's an amazing book. It's entitled Transform. 
a Navy SEAL's unlikely journey from the throne of Africa to the streets of the Bronx to define our odds. When you say the word define our odds, what does that mean, Remy? It means, you know, getting over those obstacles uh, that you're not expected to get over. Um, when you look at my story, you, wanted, you know, there were so many obstacles. One, transitioning from Africa, being rich, to, to the Bronx. Just making it to be where I'm at today, you know, that was a huge odd to, to, to defy. And there were people who, who my mom would say, you know, there were people who never thought we would make it once we came back to the mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we did, you know, defying the odds from the education statistics in the Bronx at the time. I think it was only like 20% of uh, people from the Bronx went to college and graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have a master's now. You know, um, you know, uh, the 60 to 70% at the time dropped out of high school. I graduated high school. I defy those odds. And we can go on and on being trying to get it become a Navy SEAL, not able to swim, not having the academic scores and skinny, but defying those odds. So um, that, that's what I mean by that. Let's talk about that, not being able to swim and becoming a mm-hmm. Navy SEAL. Because when I read yeah. the book, now you trained, you know, because you used to meet with my man every day, every weekly. He was training you how to get through the yeah. process. Now, I thought you were ready. But when you yeah. got to the actual because uh, uh, it's called Buds. Buds is first, right? Bud, B-U-D-S, Buds. right? Yes, sir. Basic underwater demolition seal training. Okay, cool. And uh, and so you go to Buds, and then it all kind of like fell apart. What 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 happened? Yeah. You know, when I trained, I trained without fins because I didn't know that when you went to Buds, you had to swim with fins. I thought that, you know, I thought you just had to pass a 500-yard screening test to get into Buds, 500-yard swimming screening test to get into Buds, and then after that, you, you just ran around and did push-ups and pull-ups and got yelled at and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know that you had to be swimming in the ocean with fins for two miles, then three miles, then five miles. I didn't know that. So when they put those fins on me and threw me in the water, I was, like, confused. <laughs> Physically confused. And uh, it was a struggle. It was a huge struggle for me. They, you know, there were times when the ocean swim, they gave us 85-minute uh, time limit, and I was out there for two hours in the freezing cold water and they would keep me in the water because they figured, Oh, let's just wait for him to either he'll quit or he'll fail this one and come back next week and get in that cold water and quit again. But I just kept showing up. It was, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. You know, it's, it, it, when he says cold water, his body temperature dropped to 88 degrees. Yep. And so they had to rush him to the hospital and, mm-hmm. uh, and warm him back up real quick. Now at yep. that point in the book, were, were you ready to get out? Were you ready to like, Hey, this is not for me. Nope. Never. Never. Why not? Um, for two reasons. One, you know, my mom always preached this concept of excellence to my brother and I when we were little kids in the Bronx. She would always tell me and my brother, you have to be excellent. Whatever you do, don't halfway it. You know, she was using another word, but I won't use it either. <laughs> don't halfway it. You know, you give it your all. And uh, I wanted to give it my all. I wanted to be part of the best. You know, I didn't want to fail at that, And which brings me to my second answer. I had failed so much at life up to that point. I didn't want to fail at something else. Mm-hmm. Now, so you, they were, that that the concept of quitting never there, creeped up. Never creeped up there, and that's that's mm-hmm. amazing because of the fact that fear had to play a part. Overcoming fear had to play a part in your decision making because there's a history of you know people not survive physically surviving this, these training sessions. Correct? Yeah, yeah, I got that in my class. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Right, it happened in other classes. Right, people die. And right, and then your second run through. The lead or the the lead, he quit, and you had to take charge because of your rank. Oh yeah, 
Yep, yep. And that, that, that happened that happened a lot too. I mean, that happened multiple times. And now I found myself in a leadership position how to having to lead and motivate other other guys and, and also motivate myself to keep pushing. Now that that's that's what I thought was really that to me in the book was a key moment for me. Here was a person, mm-hmm. you know, knowing your background, you've been disfran- disenfranchised from Nigeria because of your mm-hmm. because of your royalty. You know, you're in the streets, just hustling. You know, mm-hmm. you can say drug dealer, that's just a hustle. You know, you know, yeah. you don't have mentor, mentors out there to guide you in the right direction. You're going to do what yeah. everybody else is you're associated with, your posse or your role, your crew or whatever Absolutely. tells you to do. Okay, that's what's hot. Absolutely. I'm going to do that. I, my, my, my seller of selling drugs, I play basketball because my crew just play yeah. basketball. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, then you, you, you're coming along and you, and you, and you pursue an opportunity where you cannot swim. He mm-hmm. says this in the book. <laughs> I cannot swim, but I want to be a Navy yeah. SEAL. Yeah. 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 I just wanted it. You know, I just wanted it. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. And, you know, I wasn't going to, and that's a lesson I try to teach people to this day. When you have a deficiency as it relates to your dream, you can do one or two things. Either say, you know what, I have this major deficiency, which means I cannot do X. And then you can go about your life and try something else. Or B, you could just do the extra, extra hard work to overcome that deficiency. And that's what I did. I did the extra, extra hard work to overcome that deficiency, and that's how I got over it. Awesome. Now, with that being said, getting over, when you are asked to speak, what is the message you're trying to deliver when people invite you in this? Because it could be different age groups. I know if you're if yeah. you deal with young people, it's this age. When you deal with people who are more focused in a corporate environment, that speech. But what is the overall mm-hmm. message you're trying to deliver when you when you're asked to speak? Uh, there's so many, but I would just say I would just boil it down to to the lesson that that I've pulled out of the book, and a lot of people have pulled out of the book as well, and that is this concept of failure. You know, uh, none of us are immune to failure. We will all fail at some point at something in our life, and 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 but it's important that when we fail, um, we have to. Uh, you know, I have a saying: a failure is only a failure if you don't learn from it. But if you learn from it, it's a lesson. It's a lesson. And 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 and, you know, and and we could either allow our failure to define our future, or we could find a lesson within our failure that we can use for our future, for the success of our future. And so that's the main thing I try to do. Because when you read this book, this book is nothing. It's all about a man who failed over and over and over and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. But he eventually learned to take hold those failures and turn them into lessons and then use those lessons to turn them into successes. So that's what I want people to get away uh, from, from, from my talks when I talk from this book, is that don't give up after you fail. Don't let that failure define you. Find a lesson, use it, move forward. So what I'm hearing is that here's a man who failed over and over again, then he mm-hmm. used those lessons of failure to transform, that transformed Amen. him to be the man he is today. That's a man who's... Yes, Who's admitted flaws? Which I, I I always tell people: when you don't admit a flaw, that's a that's a problem, because you're yeah. seeking perfection, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. And so if you're seeking impossibility, then guess what comes into your life? Frustration. And yep. if you're a frustrated person, guess what? Don't nobody want to be around a frustrated person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nobody absolutely. want to champion a frustrated person. So so yes, what sir. is your message? What is your message for young people who may be struggling out there today? Uh, wow, you know, you know. Don't get caught up in this concept of everything should happen right now. I want young people to realize that things take time. As you said, I went through SEAL training twice. That sounds, you know, me saying that may not sound like a long time, but we're talking from the time I started training to 
to be a SEAL to the time I finally graduated from SEAL training. We're talking 2003 to 2007. That's four years of constant day in and day out grinding. But you don't see that. You just see the end result. So I want young people to realize that you got to put in the work and it's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You got to show up every single day and that's how you you achieve what you want to achieve. And what what is it that you want to achieve, Remy? Now? Yes, sir. I mean, it changes all the time. <laughs> well, uh, well, now you know, I've you know, I've, I've got the book out, so obviously, I want that to be successful, which mm-hmm. it is being very successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, you know, you know, now moving, uh, you know, I'm a writer and producer now in Hollywood. You know, I've been, I'm in talk. Oh, he said that real studios. smooth. Now he he went from an extra yeah. to a writer producer in Hollywood. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, man. I'm in talks with a major studio right now to to uh, option the rights to my book and option a, a screenplay I wrote and some other projects. So. Um, I'm going to talk to kind of set up an overall deal slash or our first look deal with a major studio. I'm still taking other offers. If people want to throw me some offers, I'll entertain them. That's getting that production company off the ground and just putting out amazing inspirational stories and a lot of black stories as well. You know, right. I'm writing a film now about one of the first groups of African-Americans to serve in special operations. Right. And uh, it's a story that, that, you know, is hidden. It's like a hidden figure story. But these are one of the first groups of guys that serve, serve in Special Forces. No one knows this story. So as a guy who was in Special Forces, and you know, I'm telling that story now. So I'm, so that's that's what my next goal in life is, is, is getting these amazing stories out um, via film and TV. Well, I would just tell you this. First of all, you're unique, okay? Thank you. You know, and that, that kid, that and you're special because of the fact Thank that uh, you, you, you crossed uncharted waters. When you started with the number of of, of African American men who, and look at him, man. You got to tell this story who started because we know there's racism in every level. And when you when you yeah, when you're the first in, 100%. when you're the first in, it's worse because guess what? They yeah. don't want anybody to break code, break the break mm-hmm. the new members of the club. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. anything negative. That's just life. That happens in any environment, you know. I, I, yes, sir. And so, but I would just want to let you know. I, I'm glad. I know we kept hitting and missing and coming on the show and getting the time right. And I'm glad I. I wanted to show you respect and say, I really wanted you on my show. I'm glad we was able to schedule this. And I read your Thank book, you. and I'm inspired by your book. And I just wanted anybody who reads this book, transform to just to value what he did and use those same values and failures and successes and let you know that you can do it too. Remy, thank you for coming on my show, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate you, my brother. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.